The courtroom at the Old Bailey was crowded. Every seat was taken, and the ushers were turning people back at the doors. It was the 18th of April, 1892, the first Monday after Easter, and the opening of the London season. It was also the third day in the trial of distinguished soldier John Adinet for the murder of Martin Fetters, traveller and antiquarian. The witness on the stand was Thomas Pitt, superintendent of Bow Street Police Station. From the floor of the court, Ardell Juster for the prosecution stood facing him. Let us start at the beginning, Mr. Pitt. Juster was a dark man of perhaps forty, tall and slender, with an unusual cast of feature. He was handsome in some lights, in others a trifle feline, and there was an unusual grace in the way he moved. He looked up at the stand. Just why were you at Great Russell Street? Who called you? Pitt straightened up a little. He was also a good height, but he resembled Juster in no other way. His hair was too long, his pockets bulged, and his tie was crooked. He had testified in court since his days as a constable twenty years ago, but it was never an experience he enjoyed. He was always conscious that, at the very least, a man's reputation was at stake, possibly his liberty. In this case, it was his life. He was not afraid to meet Adonet's cold, level stare from the dock. He would speak only the truth. The consequences were not within his control. He had told himself that, before he had climbed the short flight of steps to the stand, but it had been of no comfort. The silence had grown heavy. There was no rustling in the seats, no one coughed. Dr. Ibbs sent for me, Pitt replied to Juster. He was not satisfied with all the circumstances surrounding Mr. Fetter's death. He had worked with me before on other matters, and he trusted me to be discreet should he be mistaken. I see. Would you tell us what happened after you received Dr. Ibbs' call? John Adinet sat motionless in the dock. He was a lean man, but strongly built, and his face was stamped with the confidence of both ability and privilege. The courtroom held men who both liked and admired him. They sat in stunned belief that he should be charged with such a crime. It had to be.